Welcome everybody. Welcome to Switch Joint Radio episode three. Oh man, holy shit. do we have a lot, lot to talk about this episode? Um, we're gonna be talking about Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. That's out in the wild now, worldwide. Uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about that. Um, and in some news, we got Valkyria Chronicles Four uh, has been announced for Switch and is coming uh, west in 2018. Uh, we've got the Nine Parchments out, uh, demo out now. We're gonna be talking about that a little bit. Um, Splatoon 2 has gotten two substantial holiday updates. We'll be going into that a little bit. Uh, we're going to discuss some game announcements and release dates, and I'm going to talk about what I've been playing. I'm your host, Nick Chevalier. Uh, it's just going to be me this week. Uh, Chris, unfortunately, uh, has been sick um, after the holiday, unfortunately, so uh, all the best to him. Hope he gets better soon. Uh, so it's just going to be a little fireside chat or fireside monologue with just myself, as, as it were. Uh, so since, since it's just going to be me kind of, like, rambling on by myself, I'm not going to spend too much time on uh, each topic. It's going to be a pretty quick show this uh, this week, just because, you know, there's not going to be the back-and-forth dialogue. It's just going to be kind of me touching on the news points, discussing what I think, talking about what I've been playing, all that kind of stuff. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the news topics. Um, first up, we've got Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is now out in the wild. Um, full, two full disclosures on that. First, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with the game yet, uh, just for the fact that there is so much out now uh, with uh, Doom, Skyrim, Rocket League, I've been playing a ton of Pokemon, so I mean, just so many new games that have been coming out, and I bet I've just been focusing on otherwise. Um, I'm not the biggest mobile gamer, so that factors into it a little bit, but yeah, so I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it. Uh, second disclosure, I'm not the biggest Animal Crossing fan. Uh, the only title I have uh, any kind of experience with is New Leaf on 3DS, which fantastic game. I see why people like it. It's just generally not my kind of game. So, uh, having all that being said, yeah, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is out. And, I mean, it's, it's fun. I've, I've spent a few minutes with it. Um, not even... I haven't really even gotten far enough to be able to add any friends yet, so if, if that gives you any indication. Um... But, I mean, it seems charming. It seems to work well. Uh, the controls are fine. You know, tap and drag along the screen to get the get your character to move where you need to. Go fetch items for different animal citizens. Complete tasks. Build out your campsite. So, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm definitely looking forward now that we're getting toward the end of the year and we're kind of uh, at the point where big releases... All the big releases are pretty much done for the year. I think I'll be able to... Uh, put some time into Pocket Camp definitely over the holidays. So I look forward to that. Um, next up, we've got Valkyria Chronicles 4 is coming to Switch in 2018. Uh, yeah, that's all I can really say on that. I'm not familiar with the series. Um, from what I understood, if I'm remembering correctly, it, uh, the, Valkyria the Valkyria series is sort of a alternate take on World War II, I want to say. Uh, it blends third-person over-the-shoulder shooting elements and RPG elements, so definitely looks cool. Uh, awesome to have such a big franchise coming to Switch, especially in coming West. Uh, even better because I know the I believe it was the last game, Valkyria Chronicles Three, didn't make it to the West. So awesome to see that coming westward. Something I will be spending a little bit more time discussing though is the Nine Parchments demo is out now. Um, if you've been looking at the site at all, uh, switchjoy.net, if you've been looking at any of the articles I've written, uh, you can tell I'm very excited for Nine Parchments. 
Um, even though the, I have a few issues with the demo. Um, so, for those who are unaware, uh, Nine Parchments is essentially a top-down, isometric, sort of Diablo-esque uh, dungeon. It, I, I would... I even recently wrote an editorial on this, so the best way I would describe it is sort of a combination of um, a dungeon crawler, a hack and slash, and an action RPG. So, uh, and the best comparison I can I can give to it is um, think of it as Diablo, just you're only using magic. There's no melee combat involved, no ranged combat, anything. Like that. It's it's all spells, um, which is fine with me because I tend to uh, in games like Diablo or even going back to the PS2 era, like uh, Champions of Norath and Baldur's Gate, I tend to go for spellcasters anyway, so this is right up my alley. Um, yeah, the game is fun. Uh, the couple issues I have with it is, one, the movement feels rather sluggish, so when you're moving your character around, uh, it seems just very floaty and sluggish. Um, not doesn't feel as tight as you know some of those games I just mentioned. Um the other thing, and I think this is just a uh, facet of the demo, not the full game, that when you die, if you, whether you're playing solo or with a group, when you die, um, there is a chance to bring uh, one one character back one time. So that's pretty cool. But the, the rub I have with it is that if you die again, you don't start just from the beginning of the level you're at. No, you get booted back to the title screen and you have to restart the demo all over, which, I mean, it's a demo. It's literally the kind of tutorial opening level, which just only takes a, under five minutes, I'd say even closer to two minutes, uh, to complete one full level and a boss fight. So, yeah, it, it might, might be splitting hairs to say that it's that it's a frustration to start from the beginning of the demo, which isn't all that long to begin with, but it is, you know, I a couple times, I, I did get through the demo successfully once by myself, and the two or three other times I played... I had died and it got booted back to the beginning, so it's like I get right up, right up to the boss, or even to the boss, I die, and then I can't just, you know, redo that boss fight. I have to go all the way back to the beginning to the and run through the tutorial again, which is a little frustrating. But I think uh, that is just part of the demo for whatever reason. Um, I'm hoping the full game uh, doesn't have that. Other than those two uh, concerns, though, uh, Night Parchment seems, like I said, right up my alley. Seems like a lot of fun. Um, it is. It's. It will. The full launch will support uh, single player and uh, as well as local or couch co-op and online uh, cooperative play. So it supports up to four players at a time. So you and up to three friends, whether it be locally or over the internet, can team up. And you know, I think there. Uh, I think I read something. There were eight different characters on offer that you can choose from. The demo only gives you two. Um, and there's a whole skill progression tree and all that stuff, which isn't unfortunately in the demo. Um, but yeah, it looks like a really fun game. Uh, I had a chance to play it with a friend locally, and it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, two, the two characters on offer, they each have a, um, sort of a beam spell. One character has an ice beam spell, and the, another character has, um, what's called a death beam. And they do, you know, they have different properties, like the Ice Beam will freeze opponents, and I think uh, the Death Beam uh, will damage enemies over time, even after the spell ended. Um, the cool thing is, though, they're, like I said, they're sort of beam spells, and if you're using two, if you're playing with two players, and those beams cross, they will, like, converge, and then turn into something, like, an entirely new spell, which I think is just absolutely 
awesome. I've never seen anything like that in a game before. Um, so yeah, um, I can only imagine with uh, four-player co-op having spells going everywhere and them combining in really interesting ways. I think that's that is just awesome. Um, interesting thing to watch out for though is when you play with uh, more than one person. Um, friendly fire does exist, and I'm not sure if you can turn it off. At least you can't in the demo. Um, so if you know you're someone in your party gets in your way and you're shooting your beams, your ice beam, and they walk in front of you, they're getting hit and potentially getting frozen. So that's definitely something to watch out for, and it's an interesting uh, mechanic to end that game. So yeah, like I said, I mean, I have a couple issues with the demo, but I mean, hey, it's a demo. Uh, full game should be out soon, sometime this month. Uh, so developer Frozen Byte says, um, and it is. I think I can say with pretty with a fair amount of certainty that I'm going to be reviewing that title. Um, so definitely look forward to uh, playing more of that and getting the full review out on Switch Joy. Okay, uh, next thing on the docket we have uh, Splatoon 2 holiday updates. Um, these are all free updates. Um, back on November 23rd, we had a new stage for Salmon Run, as well as some new gear and hairstyles that were added. Um, on the very next day, the 24th, we had some new stages drop. And the one update to come in mid-December, uh, we'll be getting a new ranked battle mode called Clan Blitz. Um, I have Splatoon 2. I've played, played a few hours of it. Um, I'm not the most uh, competitive gamer out there, I, I think I would say. So... And I haven't... I I played Splatoon 2 a bunch when it first came out, and I'm only really ever going back now for the uh, Splatfest, but even then, I'm, it's it's my, my time in the game is pretty sporadic. Um, so I can't talk to... Uh, I can't speak to these points too, too much, uh, just to say that it's awesome that these are free updates coming to the game. Um, you know, what, what this game launched in, I think, June, right after E3, or right around E3. Um... And here we are, what, six months down the road, still getting updates for the game, and uh, that's, just, that's just awesome that Nintendo is still supporting it, and uh, that we're getting, I mean, we're getting new game modes, you know, for God's sake, like, that's awesome. So I definitely look forward to checking some of that out, and probably with the next uh, Splatfest for me. Okay, moving on to uh, some game announcements and release dates. Uh, Ukulele, finally, has been announced to be coming to Switch on December 14th, so that is just less than a couple weeks at this point. Um, so, yeah, finally. I mean, I, uh, I kickstarted the, I supported the game's Kickstarter back when it was originally announced, back when it was just known as Project Ukulele, you know, like the instrument ukulele. Um, so I, I ended up, I ended up getting a, uh, my backer copy on Xbox One, played it for a little bit, um, but then of course, um, got swept up with other games, um, inevitably, so I kind of fell off the wagon on that one. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to picking this back up on Switch. Um, and uh, developer Playtonic Games has said this is going to be the most polished uh, version of the game since it will have all the patches and updates that the other versions have gotten so far. Um, and just a little note that I um, just want to bring up that uh, part of the reason that it took this long to get the game out, according to Playtonic, is um, Playtonic has cited uh, issues with the Unity engine and they have gotten help from both Unity and Nintendo to get whatever those issues were hammered out, and uh, that's why we're finally getting the game. Um, kind of sucks to, have to, you know, take, what, eight months after, because it came out in April, I believe, this past April, um, and here we are eight months later, still, you know, waiting on the Switch version, so um, 
it's a little unfortunate to see that delay, but um, we are getting it this year, so that's that's fantastic. Definitely look out, look uh, check. Definitely look forward to checking that out on uh, on Switch. Another game that was announced this week, uh, Wizard of Legend, is coming to Switch in early 2018. Uh, this is from developer Contingent 99, and it is being published by Humble Bundle. So, uh, awesome job by Humble on bringing that to Switch. Um, that so Wizard of Legend is. Sort of like, well, I won't compare it to Nine Parchments because they're they're vastly different. But it is it's another dungeon crawler type game. Um, this one uses a uh, 2D pixel art style, so it's a, it looks definitely visually different uh, than Nine Parchments. Um, and it looks to be kind of like a co-op, like sort of like hack and slash beat 'em up sort of dungeon crawler. So uh, that looks awesome. Definitely look forward to that. Um, and then. Shin Megami Tensei Five is coming west. Um, no other info is known at this time, other than it's coming to the west on Switch. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't have uh, much to do. I don't have much uh, knowledge about. Well, really, any knowledge on this series. Um, and like I said, no, no, no other information was provided aside from that it is coming west. So um, that is awesome. Alright, next up we're going to get into a little bit of a rumor territory, so uh, if you would join me in donning your tinfoil hats for a moment. Um, so, there was a post on Reset Era, which, if you're not familiar, was the website born of the ashes from uh, NeoGAF after all that happened. Um, if you're not familiar with the situation there, just, you know, go go online and I guess just Google uh, NeoGAF scandal or something thereof. It'll, it'll pop up. We're not going not gonna to go into that here and now. Um, anyway... So, there was a post on Reset Era um, where someone posted a... cited a Reddit thread um, saying Reddit user by the name of Old Soul 2 supposedly accidentally received an internal email meant for EA employees and the user provided a screenshot of that supposed email and it uh, detailed two things. It de uh, detailed, well, two games. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it's Fee or Fey? I'm, I'm just going to say Fee if I... Screw that up, then oh well. That's not right. So, uh, yeah, so some updates on Fee and A Way Out. Um, just real quick, I mean, A Way Out is a multi-plat game coming uh, from EA. Uh, now it's back at E3. That's apparently going to be a 2019 game, which everyone, I guess, thought it was coming 2018, but apparently not. According to this email, it is a 2019 title. Um, but of more interest to our audience on the Nintendo side is that um, apparently Fee... Well, we already knew it was going to come to Nintendo Switch. That, that's already been confirmed. But the news here is that apparently there's going to be Nintendo Direct in January featuring Fee. Um, that's not... Uh, according to this email, there, there's no clarification as to whether or not Fee is going to be, like, the like flagship title of the show. Like, if it's going to be a Direct solely based on that, or if it's just going to be part of a much larger Direct with other things in it. I'm thinking it's probably the latter. I don't I really don't think, as far as I can remember, I don't think Nintendo has ever um, centered an entire Nintendo Direct around a third-party title. Um, first and second party, certainly, but not third. Um, so I tend to think that this is going to be just one little piece of a much larger Direct that is supposed to come in January. So um, if that shakes up to be true, awesome to get another Direct and see what's in store for 2018. 
fingers crossed we will get an update on Pokemon Switch. Probably not because we just got Ultra Sun and Moon, but uh, hey, we can dream, can't we? So that is that. Is that. Um, and then the last thing, last news item for the week. Uh, there were rumors circulating earlier this week about a Super Mario cereal, supposedly, that was uh, being worked on between Nintendo and Kellogg's. Um, turns out that those rumors have proved true. Uh, Nintendo, uh, just the other day, took to social media as well as well as their own website to confirm that, yes, this is a real thing. Uh, it, it is called Super Mario Cereal, and it is based on Super Mario Odyssey. And so this it's basically like your regular kind of oat cereal, and then it's got little marshmallow pieces. Um, and the marshmallows... The, the oats are shaped as the little stars, it looks like, and the... Uh, Marshmallows are, like, green mushrooms, question blocks, you know, things from the Mario games like that. Um, but the more interesting thing is that the box itself will function as an amiibo in Super Mario Odyssey. And according to Nintendo, the uh, these box amiibo, as I have coined them, um, will net you some coins or hearts in the game. No, that's it. No special costumes, no uh, moon hints or anything like that. Just simply coins and... Uh, Coins and hearts, which, I, I'm hey, I'm fine with that, and I will, you know, I'm not too much into sugar cereal. I mean, well, okay, who isn't into sugar cereals? But I uh, don't really splurge on them too much. But I will definitely be trying to hunt a box of this down. Um, and these are reported to be coming out on December 11th. Is when you should be seeing them starting to populate store shelves. So if that's something you're interested in. Be on the lookout for that. Okay. That is it for the news. Uh, I'm going to get into... Man, I've been playing so much these past few weeks. I know <clears throat> we're about a week late uh, with the show because of the Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. Um, so... I've got quite a list here. Uh, and I'm just going to go through it right now. The first uh, four games on the list, I uh, we do have reviews for up... Do, we do have reviews for up on the site, uh, switchjoy.net. Go check out our review section, and they're all listed there. Uh, the first one is Doom for Nintendo Switch, uh, which I gave an 8 out of 10, which is on the uh, rating scale at Switch Joy is great. Um, man, that is such a good game. Um, I blew through the campaign in about a weekend. Um, campaign took about 15 hours or so, um, and then just running through, trying you know different things, trying out the multiplayer, things like that. Um, but the big takeaway here is... Uh, Hey, Doom. It's it, it's Doom on a handheld. I mean, that's that is it, it's that's all you can really say. Um, the frame rate did take a, a little bit of a hit from the previously released version. So the PC, PS4, and Xbox One versions all run at 60 frames per second, and um, Switch version runs at 30. Um, which, if you're if you're used to the other versions, you'll notice it. Um, I think the uh, the other thing you'll notice is um, while the game does run at 1080p docked, um, and 720p in handheld, um, the textures are noticeably muddier and more washed out than their, uh, other console counterparts. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of sucks, but I mean, I mean, by God, they were able to take a otherwise 50, 50 gigabyte game on, you know, the other platforms Compress that down to somewhere around, I think it was 22 gigabytes, put that on a cart or on a download on Switch, and 
it's still Doom on Switch. I mean, yeah, the textures are a little washed out, frame rate isn't as high, but, I mean, the game is so fast-paced otherwise, you're not going to really notice the frame rate uh, difference too much unless you're just a stickler for uh, frame rate. Um, yeah, the game's so fast-paced, you're not going to notice it too much, and the only time you're really going to notice any of the uh, texture issues is if you kind of stop and look around your surroundings and check out the environment around you. So, like, if you walk up to, like, machinery or, you know, items or, you know, dead NP you know dead NPCs on the floor or whatever, um, yeah, you'll, you'll notice, like, that doesn't really look as good, but, I mean, the game's so damn fast, you're moving around so much trying to uh, kill demons and not get killed by demons that um, I think it, it, it's not something you're going to notice too much. Um, so, definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't already. Um, yeah, again, I gave it an 8 out of 10. That's freaking awesome. Um, next up we have Skyrim on Switch, which, uh, for the first time on Switch Joy, I have given a 10 out of 10, which is considered a masterpiece. Now, before you, you know, jump through the speaker and try to throttle me, hear me out here. Now, I, <laughs> I am a very big fan of Skyrim. It is probably, I won't say it's my favorite game of all time, but it is definitely in my, like, top, pro I would say it's in my top five, um, favorite games of all time. Um, that being said, that is not why I gave the score a 10. Um, and just to reiterate that you can also find this information on our uh, review scale page. Um, just because a game got 10 out of 10 doesn't mean it's a perfect game. There's no such thing as a perfect game. Um, what a 10 means, in my eyes, and therefore the site's eyes, is it's... It does something... It, the game does something revolutionary. It pushes boundaries... Um, and other games are going to follow it, follow its example. Um, and that's just talking about Skyrim, it not, not even, it doesn't matter whether Skyrim's on Switch, whether it's in VR, whether it's the original 1080p Xbox 360 version, or if it's the 4K PC or Xbox One X or PS4 Pro enhanced versions. Um, I mean, yes, it is a, at this point, six-year-old game, but, I mean, God... Without Skyrim, would we have games like Breath of the Wild? I posit that we wouldn't. So, um, just on, just taking into consideration the software alone, I think it's very deserving of a 10. Now, the things that uh, make it even better on Switch is, um, really it's the fact that it's, it's, maybe stop cursing, I'll <laughs> fix that in post. Uh, it is Skyrim on a handheld. Like it's the same. It's the same feeling with Doom, but it's even, it's even more phenomenal on with Skyrim. You know, ever since Skyrim came out, it's been on consoles and on PC. So, you know, whether it's going to be on your big screen TV or your computer monitor, that's the only way we've known to experience Skyrim. Now I know we have the VR version now, um, but even then, you're still tethered, which. And not to uh, not to be diminutive of that experience at all, because Skyrim, I haven't even tried Skyrim in VR, but I gotta, gotta imagine it is out of this world. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you're still tethered to a system. You're still tethered to your living room. With Switch, you can take your Switch and go. You can get past her in a car, you can get on your a bus, a train, even a plane, and you have a full open-world RPG right there. Which... I know you can. The same can be said about Breath of the Wild, which not to uh, discredit that either. But uh, 
my god, it is just so... It, it is so impressive to be able to take Skyrim on the go. Um, and this isn't even all considering um, the Switch exclusive features, which I'll get to in a minute. But, um, yeah, no, Skyrim holds up beautifully on uh, on Switch. It uh, So, something I, I do want to address. Um, I said in my review that it is not the special edition of Skyrim that we're getting here on Switch. Um, and I know I got some comments on the YouTube video that, oh, you're, you're mistaken, it is the special edition, or in fact one person said it's not... It's not the special edition, but it's somewhere in between. Um, I just want to address uh, people who think that this is the special edition or whether it's not the special edition. This unequivocally is not the special edition that we saw last year on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's not. If it was, you would see it on the damn title screen. When you load up the game, it would say Skyrim Special Edition. It doesn't say that. It just says The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. That's it. Um, so... Yeah, just want to get that out there. Um, the textures... The textures, uh, I would say, are somewhere between the original 360 PC PS3 release um, and the special edition we saw last year. It's somewhere in between there, um, graphics-wise. But, um, no, you're not getting the same volumetric god rays or the water shaders or the dynamic depth of field or any of those buzzwords that Bethesda likes to throw out. Um, so, no, you're not getting any of that on Switch. So, it is unequivocally not the special edition here. Now, what we do have, um, there are features of the special edition in the game, um, but it's more UI stuff, like uh, being able to load your save slot by character, which wasn't in the original game. Um, the ability to quick save, which wasn't in, was in, not, I can't speak to PC, but at least it wasn't in the original Xbox 360 and PS3 versions. Uh, those features were introduced with the special edition, um, and they thankfully carried those over, which that, that, that all adds a nice touch. Um... But uh, the Switch exclusive features for uh, Skyrim on Switch, uh, we have the Amiibo functionality. So you can take any Amiibo, any at all, and uh, tap it to your game. Um, so what, actually, let me back up a second. So the way it works is your Amiibo, it, you basically have a new like racial power called Amiibo. So if you go into your magic tree and go down to powers, um, go, you know, slide that over. Wherever you have your racial power, it'll be in that list. Um, and it's just called Amiibo. And you can equip it, and you use the right bumper or whatever you might have remapped it to. Aim it at the ground, use your shout button, shout or uh, power button. And it'll basically create this ring on the ground. And once you tap any Amiibo at all, it'll pop up a chest. Um, so if you tap any non-Legend of Zelda Amiibo, um, it'll just bring up a regular chest, and you go in, and you might get some like crafting items. You might get some weapons or armor. You might get ingredients, food, things like that. Um, if you tap a Legend of Zelda amiibo, and I've seen, uh, I've seen some sites report that only Link amiibo, so like the Ocarina of Time Link, the Smash Link, um, you know, all, all the different Link variations we have. Um, I've seen sites erroneously, erroneously report that only Link amiibo will work. No, it, it's. Amiibo, any Legend of Zelda series Amiibo, so that includes uh, Wolf Link, which I guess is still Link, um, Zelda, Sheik, um, probably even the uh, new Champion Amiibo that uh, just came out. Um, yeah, any Legend of Zelda series Amiibo, not Link, uh, not just Link, um, will uh, get you the uh, special Legend of Zelda items, which uh, can be either the Master Sword, the Hylian Shield, or the Champion's Tunic. Um, 
And if you, for some reason, don't have any of the Legends of Zelda series Amiibo, there is a spot on the map that you can go to um, that has a chest with all three items in it. I'm not going to uh, spoil where that location is, um, but I'm sure it's I'm, I'm sure it's listed online by now. Um, so yeah, that's that's awesome. Even, even if you don't have the uh, any Amiibo, you can still go to that one place and um, get the gear and get decked out with your Master Sword. I mean, it, it is it is so cool. It, they're, they're, they were so lovely, lovingly recreated, um, and you can even you can uh, upgrade the uh, tunic, the shield, or the sword. Um, you know, using your standard uh, standard way, you would improve any weapon or armor, piece of weapon or armor, um, and you can even enchant stuff. So, like, I, I took the master sword that I got, and I went to an enchanting table, and I put a uh, I put a fire enchantment on it. So now, when I take it out, it glows. It has this like 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 has like fiery like veins that kind of glows, and then when I hit enemies with it, they take uh, I think it's like twenty points of fire damage, which is just awesome, so cool. Um, and then the other uh, features exclusive to the Switch version are uh, motion uh, motion controls, uh, and that it applies to aiming and uh, swinging your weapons. So if you are a magic or a bow user, you could use sort of tilt controls, a la using the bow in Breath of the Wild, where you can kind of tilt like that. Um, same kind of idea applies here with uh, bows or spells. You can uh, either do it in portable mode um, with split Joy-Cons or even with the Pro Controller or with the Joy-Con grip. You can still kind of use the tilt controls to tilt to aim your magic spells or your bow. So that's pretty cool. Um, in fact, I... With most games, my preferred method of play is with the Pro Controller. However, Skyrim is the first and so far only game where I prefer using Joy-Cons and split Joy-Cons at that, which I've never used for any game. Um, just because those motion aiming controls are just fun. I mean, they, they may not be the most accurate, but they're fun. And it's just so cool to, like... I mean, you don't have to hold it in kind of like a, a, a... Like, if you're pulling a bow, you don't have to hold it like you're actually holding a bow, but I kind of like to do that just to get a little bit more immersion out of it. So, you know, I'm sitting in my chair, and I got, you know, Skyrim off my TV, and I sneak up behind somebody, and I kind of, like, you know, pull the trigger back to uh, knock my arrow, tilt the controls to aim just right, and just let go of the trigger, and it is just so satisfying. Um, the other thing, uh, the other thing you can do with motion is, um, you can use motion gestures to, um, swing weapons and shields. So whether you use two-handed weapons or if you do sword and board or um, a sword in one hand and a spell in the other, which I actually never tried that. I probably should have. Um, yeah, you, you can use like... Uh, so let's just say you're doing a sword, sword and a shield. You got a shield in your left hand, you got a sword in your right hand. And I know this is a podcast so you can't really like... Even if I started doing the gestures you wouldn't be able to see, but basically if you like wave... If you take the right, right Joy-Con with your weapon and you start waving it, um, you'll start to swing your weapon, and if you take the left Joy-Con and you flick it up, you'll pull your shield up, um, and if you do a little punching motion with the left Joy-Con, you'll do a shield bash, and uh, with the sword, if you do a more forceful swing, it'll do a power attack. Um, so these controls aren't one-to-one -one, like in Skyrim VR. Like if, you, if you've seen any of the videos of Skyrim VR... Um, You'll see, like, if you're holding the move controller, if, like, however you tilt the controller, you'll also see the sword kind of tilting that way. Um, if you've ever played any games like, uh, like Red Steel on the Wii, 
Um, it, it's kind of that same idea with the Wii Motion Plus. Um, so that's how it works in VR. That's not how it works here. Um, which, I mean, maybe they could have replicated that technology, but it, it would have it would have just been too cumbersome, I think. So just controls work fine. Uh, there is a little bit of a delay, so it's like you might you like you'll swipe your arm and then you'll see it happen on screen. So it's like not like perfect, but I think it adds a little bit of novelty to it, and um, I actually like doing it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the only thing that didn't register for me all the time was me trying to raise up my shield. Um, fortunately, you can still use traditional controls while using motion or gesture controls. So what I like to do is I, I'd be swinging my sword with one hand, and if I wanted to raise my shield, I would just click the left trigger, pull up my shield, and then if I wanted to bash, I'd just do a little punching motion. And that, that seemed to work fine for me. So, um, yeah, that's that's Skyrim on Switch. It is, it's full-blown Skyrim on the handheld. You can take it with you. You, you, and if you're docked at home, you can uh, pop the directions off, do some motion stuff. So it is it is a phenomenal game. Absolutely recommend it. If, uh, if you've never played it, I would highly recommend picking up this version. Um, if you've played Skyrim before and are looking for an excuse to jump back in, this might be it. So, coming off of uh, the Skyrim high, uh, we have Rocket League for Switch, which uh, that reviews on the site, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, I mean, much like the other games, the other two games we just talked about, it's Rocket League on Switch. I mean, yeah, it's it holds up. Um, the big sacrifice here is in handheld mode. Well, you'll notice it in Dock 2. It doesn't look as great, but in handheld it's really noticeable. Like, the uh, cars themselves look jagged, textures look, like, just not, not very good at all. Um, but the important thing is it still runs well. That's and that's what that's why uh, that's why the uh, graphical downgrade didn't uh, didn't tank my review score on that one. Just because, yeah, it doesn't look the greatest, but it's it still performs well. And much like Doom, you're moving so much, you're not gonna not gonna really notice. You know, you're, you're 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 speeding along, you're boosting, you're doing your flips, you're you know focusing on the ball, trying to get a goal. Like you're not gonna be paying attention so much to uh, the surrounding environment uh, as far as graphics are concerned. So. Uh, that's why that that while it is an issue, it didn't it didn't take my score just because the game still runs play it runs well, it plays well, um, and even online. Like I, I the only other version that I've played is the PS4 version, and I've had so many issues with lag and just really bad ping times and all that. Um, didn't notice much of that on the Switch version, so I don't know if that means they fixed a lot of things server side or maybe this version just runs better. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, even a uh, couple, myself and a couple of coworkers at work, we got together. Chris being one of the people, um, we uh, brought all our switches to work one day, and during lunch, we just played some co-op Rocket League, and it was it was it was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, and of course, the Switch exclusive uh, additions to this game are we got the Mario NSR, the Luigi NSR, and the same as Gunship Battle Cars. Um, they're all fun. Um, unfortunately, you can't alter them too much. Um, like, the, like the Mario and Luigi uh, cars, the only toppers you can give them are Mario or Luigi hats. Um, but for any, like you, and for any of them, you can't adjust the paint. Um, you can't add any decals. You can't change the rocket trail or anything. The only thing that you can customize, which I guess doesn't really affect the car, is your goal explosion. Um, so you can at least have a custom goal explosion with those cars, but unfortunately you can't... Uh, decorate them in any other way, which 
yeah, it might be a little bit of a gripe, but it's it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, those those cars are awesome. Um, the the custom like rocket trails and all the stuff that comes with them are awesome. Um, with the Mario and Luigi cars, when you jump, it makes the little like Mario and Luigi boing like from the game. So that's 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 a cool little touch. Um, but yeah, overall, it's it's a it's a great game. Go ahead, go ahead and pick it up if you if you've never played Rocket League before. I'd say go pick it up if you've uh, played it before. Uh, unfortunately, you don't, there there is currently no. Uh, cross-account sort of feature, so unfortunately you'll have to start from scratch, which kind of sucks, but um, I didn't I didn't really have uh, much unlocked in my PS4 version anyway, so I was fine with jumping to the uh, to the Switch version. Um, yeah, go definitely check that out. Um, and then the last of the games I've reviewed recently over the past few weeks is Mantis Burn Racing. Uh, it's coming to Switch. It was previously on PS4, Xbox One, and Steam um, finally made the jump to Switch, and it's a good it's a good game. Uh, gave it a seven out of ten. Um, so basically, what Mantis Burn Racing is, it is a top down top down racing game. Um, it gave it, it just I guess it's more because of the perspective and just the the size of the cars from that perspective um, gave me uh, vibes of like old like. RC racer cars like on the PS1 like there was a I, I forget the name of it now but yeah there was there was a particular uh, RC racing game on PS1 that I used to play a ton of as a kid um, so yeah it kind of give gave me a little bit of that vibe but it, it uh, handles very much differently um, the first race I lost horribly like the, it was the first race of the career mode and I'm sure like all the computers are like the easiest easiest they're going to be at uh, at that point and i just lost so bad um and i would say it's the same thing with rocket league in that any <clears throat> i would say just about any racing game you have to get used to the controls get used to the way the cars feel how they um how they uh yeah, just how they feel, how they move, how they handle. Um, so that that did take a bit uh, getting used to. Um, but once I had it down, it was it was it was fun. Um, unfortunately, the uh, the game sort of touts its online modes um, as kind of being the like the uh, main feature of the game. I guess that you can you know race up with up to eight, uh, seven other people online. Um, which in the three times that I did try going online, two out of those three times I was not able to. Um, I got on and it said that there was nobody else online and that I could race with uh, bots until the uh, until users populated the game, which that kind of sucks. Um, so I, and I think the issue with that comes down to the way that the game handles online multiplayer. So it's not like. It's not like you jump online and then you're just sitting in a queue waiting for other people to join up or uh, pick the same kind of game type that you want to play. Um, the way it works is you have to either... So basically when you first log on to go online, you have to either create a lobby or join an existing lobby. So if you go on trying to join an existing... And that's what I did. I tried joining an existing lobby, but if there are no lobbies existing, then there's... Um, not going to be anybody there. Um, so there's kind of this like catch 22 where it's like you could, so like let, let's say there are a hundred people out there who want to play this game online. 
um, and they're all trying to join another room instead of creating a room themselves. So you've got all these people looking for a game, but there are no rooms to join. So that obviously doesn't work. And then the opposite is true. If everybody, if there are 100 people go, trying to play the game online and they go in and create their own lobby, but nobody is searching for an open lobby, then that's kind of the same situation. So I think it's just an issue with how the game handles um, online matchmaking. Um, that could probably use a bit of work. I don't know. I mean... I, I can sit here and be an armchair developer and say, "Oh, all I got to do is you know, flip a switch," but I'm sure I'm sure it is nowhere near that simple to do that. Um, so, uh, online experience was kind of marred. Um, when I was able to get online, it was fun. Um, I actually did pretty well for myself in the few matches I played online, so not too bad. Um, but otherwise, uh, you can play the game locally. Uh, I believe with up to three other players, um, and there's a pretty uh, Pretty robust career mode um, with like you can earn you do you do races, um, and the the way that career mode kind of uh, shakes that up a little bit. It's not just like one race after the other. Um, you got you have different um, tasks tasks to accomplish. So the first race you might just it might just be a standard like okay do three laps and if you come in first you win. Um, then the next one might be okay you need to um, rack up the first person to earn 10,000 points wins so and you can do that by getting like good good air after a jump uh, you can do it by just like running into fences and like breaking things um, by passing up other players you can accumulate points that way and then the first person to like let's say 10,000 points you'll win that's how you win that one but then right then there's another one where um, the race has unlimited laps but ev well not unlimited but let's just say for the purpose of the argument unlimited um, and you have eight racers, at the end of uh, each lap, the person in last place gets cut from the game, cut from the race. So you have eight players go around the first lap. Okay, the person in last place gets cut. Now you're down to seven people. Do another lap. Person in last place, then, then they get cut. And you keep doing that over and over again until you, well, the last player is standing, and that's how you win that event. So they change it up in interesting ways. Um, one little confusing bit that they do is... Um, there's, I think I think they're called seasons, or there are different like career seasons, and once you complete season one, you can move on to the next. Um, between each race, sometimes they'll usually use the same uh, track a few times, but sometimes without even warning you, they'll like flip it. So you'll load up the race, you're like, oh, I know this place, and then you start racing, but like, wait a minute, I thought this jump was from the end, which it is. They just flip the the track around, which that's cool. Uh, I would have liked a little, little bit of a warning because. The first few times that happened, I'm like, this just seems kind of arbitrary, which I feel like it is. I think it's just an arbitrary way to try to mix things up a little bit, which that's fine, but it was just a little bit, a little bit jarring the first couple times. Um, and then as you go through, you unlock in-game currency, um, and you also gain experience. Um, experience unlocks you uh, new car parts that you can apply to your cars and make them more, like, make them faster, make the handling better. Um... One thing about that that I learned the hard way, though, is once you apply an upgrade to a car, you can take it off, but you can't just, like, you can't you can't apply new tires to a car and then say, oh, I want to actually take these and put them on another car. You can't take them off that car and put them on another car. You can take them off the car, but as soon as you do, that item is destroyed. You cannot reuse items after you've already applied it to a certain car. So that is an interesting mechanic to be aware of that the game doesn't warn you about. Um... But yeah, and then you earn in-game currency that you can use to unlock different cars, and 
as you go through the game, you can unlock... Um, there are three types of cars. There's uh, essentially light, medium, and heavy. And then later on in the game, you can unlock cars with even, like, mounted guns and stuff that you can shoot other players. So it, it uh, definitely... There's definitely a lot of variety to the game. Um, the only reason... I, I would have given it an 8. The only reason I jump knocked that down in one uh, by one was uh, just the online issues. Like, it, it kind of sucks. A game that sort of touts, like, online leaderboards and multiplayer and all this, with, and then have that not work very well is just rather dismaying. Um, and while there is a great bit of variety in the career mode, uh, I found it pretty... I don't know, I found it to get stale after a while. So, I mean, there's a lot on offer here, but I just, I just didn't find that there was much uh, for single players. Um, if you have... Like, if you have um, friends by and you just want to play, like, a few rounds, like, do a couple races, like, that's, it's perfect for that. Um, and it would be great for online had, had there not been so many uh, issues trying to uh, actually get into a match. So, um, I would definitely check that out if, you're, if you've uh, grown tired of Mario Kart and looking for another race, so this might be one to check out. Um, and then I've already, uh, already discussed the Nine Parchments demo, uh, talk, talked about that already. Uh, the only other game I've been playing lately is I finally, a oh, uh, week after the game came out, I finally got my copy of Pokemon Ultra Sun. Uh, thank you, Walmart, for taking your sweet-ass time on that. Um, but I finally got that. I've been playing through, um, just not, I'm not really rushing through it. I'm kind of taking my time. Uh, and currently, I just finished the, uh, all the standard trials on the second island. I'm going to do the grand trial, so I'm on my way to do that. Uh, got my team uh, pretty rounded out so far. Uh, so far on my team, I have Crab Brawler, I have the uh, Dusk Form Lycanroc, um, I have Alolan Marowak, I have. Um, oh, geez, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, the, the middle form of Rowlet and uh, Decidueye. I'm, I'm blanking on its name. Um, but yeah, the middle evolution of Rowlet. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Kadabra. And I had a Zorua, which I literally, when I was playing earlier, I just swapped out for a uh, Larvitar I found in Diglett, Diglett Cave. So, uh, that is my team so far. We'll see how that goes. I'm uh, having a lot of fun with it. Um, kind of a little disappointing in that the story really isn't all that different from the original Sun and Moon, so that's a little bit disappointing. But I'm starting to see, I think I'm at the point now where the story, story is starting to diverge a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to get into any of that in case... Uh, anyone hasn't gotten there yet or doesn't want to be spoiled on that, so um, I will leave my Pokemon talk at that. Alright, and that is our show. A um, little bit of a, I mean, well, I was thinking it was going to be a little bit of a short one, but I know I've been kind of long-winded here on uh, quite a few quite a few games this week. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find us on iTunes, on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or any, any, uh, we should be on just about any podcast service out there, like Podbean. Um, yeah, you should just be able to search for SwitchJoy Radio and we'll pop up. Or you can find us, of course, on our website, switchjoy.net, um, which definitely, uh, check out the website, um, check out some of the articles I've been posting. I actually just posted an editorial on, uh, Nine Parchments and how Nintendo Switch should be, uh, should have more games like it. So, uh, please go ahead and check that out. Uh, leave a comment. Let me know, you know, on any of the articles. Leave a, leave a comment. You know, let's. I'd like. I'd like to uh, get engaged with some of our uh, some of our readers and listeners. So, 
um, yeah, on, on our any of our social media posts or on any of our articles, yeah, leave a comment or, or on YouTube, anything on YouTube, leave us a comment, uh, ask questions, and hey, if you ask a question, I'll uh, feature it on the show. Um, yeah, uh, kind of segue into it. Yeah, on the on on the show, leave us a comment uh, on the website, um, on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, that would that would really help us out. Leave us a uh, five star review on iTunes or Google Play. That would be really helpful. Um, if you'd like to interact with us, uh, ask us a question. Like I said, you can comment on, on uh, any of our social uh, social networks, any of our posts, any of the articles on the site, or you can send send uh, send an email directly to me at admin at switchjoy.net. Um, again, find us on social media. Uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash switchjoy. And you can find us on Twitter at SwitchJoy. Um, check us out on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash SwitchJoy. Um, haven't been doing a lot of streaming lately, but um, I definitely would like to be getting into that. So subscribe, let us, uh, subscribe to us, and we'll let you know when uh, when we go online and do, do some streams. Um, and then find us on YouTube. We don't have a dedicated YouTube URL yet, but uh, just you can go to YouTube and look up SwitchJoy or... Uh, on the website, you just scroll to the bottom, and there's a little YouTube icon. You can use that to uh, find us on YouTube. Um, and then on uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at Nick Chevalier. That's N I C K C H E V A L I E R. And that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time.